Welcome to the SPU Voices podcast, where we tell personal stories with universal impact. I'm your host, Amanda Stubbert, and this is my producer, Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. This week, we talk with Laurel Tyndall, the gymnastics coach at SPU. She's retiring after four decades of leading our championship team. Before that, she was a nationally ranked gymnast herself. Are you a team player? Do you like to win? Then this is the episode for you. Be sure to listen all the way to the end because she really sticks the landing. Laurel Tyndall has been the gymnastics coach at SPU since 1975. In that time, she has led the SPU gymnastics team to three national championships and coached gymnasts to 32 individual titles. She has also been honored as National Coach of the Year four times. As a gymnast herself, Laurel was a 10-time All-American and was named to the U.S. national team in 1974. Laurel, thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. So most of us know gymnastics as an Olympic sport, and we pay attention every four years when the U.S. team does something kind of miraculous. But gymnastics has been your life for quite a while. Yeah, I really started into this when I was a little kid. I guess it was that was, it was my thing. I found out quickly it was my thing. I'm not like one of the kids today that did every sport in the book and, you know, did everything one day a week and was overbooked into things. Yeah, you just overbooked into one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us about how you got started in gymnastics? Yeah, I started um, at the Recreation Center on Magnolia. I grew up on Magnolia and very close to the Recreation Center, which is at Catherine Blaine Junior High, right in the center of Magnolia there. And um, my mom died when I was very young, when I was six. And she told my dad, you've got to get Laurel into gymnastics or dance or something. She's going to grow up to be so tall and awkward. (laughs) Well, I don't really think this is what she meant or that she ever thought that I would, you know, my involvement would go over so many years. But um, I did. I went into gymnastics. I stayed at the rec center in Magnolia until about when I was 13 and I had kind of outgrown what they could offer but I did all kinds of other things there that was my only diversity I did tap dance and ballet and whatever they had to offer Mm -hmm. and um, then went down to the Seattle YMCA at that point and trained under legendary coach um, George Lewis who was training several Olympians and things. Wow so you just jumped just fell into some amazing people, some amazing teams and coaches Mm -hmm. right away. What was it about gymnastics, do you think? Everybody likes to flip around and go (laughs) upside down, don't they? (laughs) That's what I figure. Ballet's super boring. I mean, you know, and... Sorry, ballerinas. No. (laughs) Flipping around is fun and, and learning new skills. I think the challenge of learning new skills has always been something that's been attractive to me and just learning how to do something and mastering it. And then how did you make your way to SPU? We trained at the YMCA for quite a while. And in the fall of 1972, um, Ken Foreman engineered this. And he, at that point, was the track coach here and was legendary track coach here. And he and George got together and he, you know, asked George to bring his program out to SPU. And we rented the lower gym at that point and trained there and developed, you know, not only our team program, but... You know, Ken had more in mind, and that was the fall of 72. And then in the fall of 73, started um, the SPU team program. 
And so I was going to the University of Washington at that time. And I remember very clearly one night, because I was still training over here for mm-hmm. my, you know, elite, elite training. Um, Ken Foreman pulled me aside and said, so what would it take to get you to come to school here? <laughs> I said, well, money. <laughs> and that's the obvious answer. Yeah. And um, they found a way. And he, you know, the, the whole program, I feel, was really the brainchild of, of Ken Foreman, seeing a way that SPU could be successful in a, in a sport like gymnastics where you didn't need 100 people, <laughs> like a football right. team or something. Right. It could be at that point you could have three people and have a team score. And so he, you know, kind of engineered that, and we actually had four people, I think, the first year. You know, won every meet during the season and went on to get fourth place at nationals in our first year of competition. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. And SPU is not a huge school for those who don't know that. So what a what a testament to Ken for knowing that that was available and to our first team mm-hmm. for doing such mm-hmm. a great job. You were a student here and you were a student athlete, but you segued right into coaching, didn't you? Well, that was Ken Foreman again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, between between George Lewis and Ken Foreman, those are my two, you know, big mentors in life, I think. He was teaching the gymnastics classes. He was he was an international champion gymnast himself in the rope climb. And he was teaching the gymnastics classes and in my senior year, again, having no scholarships for women or anything. He told the administration, well, I think she can teach the PE classes. So I taught the PE classes, and they paid me to do that, and that was my scholarship for that year. And then at the end of that year, he told the administration, well, I think she can coach the team. <laughs> <laughs> and so with his recommendation, I went right from right from being an athlete to being a coach and obviously had to coach some of my best friends and teammates. <laughs> what was that like? You know, those a couple of those kids, um, two of those kids were in my wedding. They're still good friends. We're still good friends today. I mean, it was it was different. I kind of grew up coaching all my time in gymnastics, though, because I that was what I did to you know to make some money to be able to afford to do gymnastics. So I had had a lot of experience coaching, and I was a little taller than some of the other girls, and so they trusted me to spot them. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I can catch you. That's that's something I don't usually think of as a coach. That's a, a reason to trust someone is I can physically catch you. So you became the coach. When did you join the U.S. national team? Well, I was competing elite during um, my whole time in college. And so I was competed in the 1972 Olympic trials and then in 1973 World Championship trials. And then in 1973 is Pan Ams, and 1974 was World Championship Trials. And so then I was on a team that went to Germany on a kind of a goodwill tour to Germany. And we did shows all around Germany. Didn't do any competitions, but just did shows. So that was kind of my, you know, time. Gymnastics was very different then. And, you know, it's come a long way in the last 50 years. Yeah. What? So, from a, a a child who spent most of her life Magnolia Queen Anne, what was the the tour through Europe? Um, that was really. I mean, it was really neat. There was, you know, six or seven other girls from all over the country, and a couple coaches. Our own coaches didn't go, and so it was it was right during the middle of fall quarter. I missed three weeks of school. That probably wasn't the best thing, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I still did okay. And it was. Um, fall of 74 so it was in my last year of competition I was a senior I started gymnastics really late since I was basically 13 when I actually started gymnastics 
And nowadays, you're almost over the hill when you're 13. <laughs> so, um, so the fact that I was able to get to a, an elite level and then compete college at that point was was amazing for me because I didn't really see myself. I worked hard, but I didn't really see myself as super talented. But I was in the right situation with the right coaches and stuff that I think was George had trained a lot of um, Olympic athletes and um, that was that was you know what he was what he was doing and had it been like today I never would have been able to afford a sport like gymnastics because it's a real it's a luxury sport you know sure. that it's a you know a monthly tuition type thing and some of these kids are spending in excess of five hundred dollars a month and I never would have had the money to do that so what you said about being in the right place at the right time and, and coaching Olympic athletes across multiple sports got me to wondering, do you feel that you were born to be a gymnast or did you just have an athlete within you and gymnastics seemed to be what you were doing at the time? After doing it for this many years, I just wonder, how do you see yourself as a gymnast at heart or an athlete with the right coaches? Um, I was probably an athlete with the right coaches. I was never, you know, you're one of those kids that you get put in gymnastics because you can't sit still. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was probably never one to sit still, and I'm I'm still not. You know, I've got to be up doing something. Or, And um, I don't think I was born to be a gymnast. I think it attracted me, tumbling and flipping, and I had some of the qualities you needed for that as far as a lot of flexibility at that mm-hmm. point. And so it was, it was kind of a natural sport for me, but then it gets harder when you get into the real sport, and it's not just some easy tumbling. Yeah. So what do you think you, when did you decide I am a coach? So you went from athlete to teacher to coach, but when did you decide I'm going to do this for my career? I don't know as I ever really decided that, (laughs) as I say, 44 years later. I don't know as it was a conscious decision. There was definitely, I started coaching. I enjoyed coaching. I always enjoyed coaching and working with little kids, and I, I did that all all the time. You know, I'd do my practice, and then I'd coach a couple hours after that with little kids. And then I kind of fell into the college job and then um, just stayed there, I guess. Um, my husband worked at SPU also, so there was never really the uh, impetus to go and apply for jobs at larger universities or anything like that, which, you know, I certainly could have you know, tried to sure. do and um, just, you know, stayed stayed here. So without going to a, a bigger program, um, say a D1 program with, with twice the girls, do you feel like there was a, a family atmosphere that you nurtured acro- across those years? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, we started out very small and still as I looked back over the last few weeks I've been looking back over some of the results and we had very small teams until 10 or 15 years ago when we really bumped up to the you know 19 20 kids on a team so it's you know it's again it's very different the growth of the program over the last 45 years is is pretty amazing you know starting out with three kids and um, growing to have a team some some te- years we've had teams of 22 so that's a lot of a lot of girls to to manage and coach and handle and we have three full-time coaches now and um, you know we've always had our own training facility and we have bring in a lot of you know revenue through our community recreation program so it's it's kind of a whole a whole spectrum of activities as far as the gymnastics program all built by you and Ken (laughs) (laughs) and others along the way I'm sure 
I remember asking you once about one of your proudest moments mm-hmm. across the, the decades as a coach, and you were telling me about a championship win. Yeah, our first national championship in 1986 was at Air Force Academy, and there were eight teams in the meet, as there are in most of our national competitions. And going into the last rotation, this team was in last place. We had nothing to lose. And we went back to the warm-up gym to warm up for our last event before we went out on the floor. And, you know, it was just like, okay, let's go for everything. You know, leave it all out there on the floor. And sure enough, we it was on vault. And I don't, I don't even remember, were we really a good vault team or anything? I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember. But miraculously, we did our vaults. And I thought, well, at least, you know, we didn't embarrass ourselves. I mean, you know, we had nowhere to go. Maybe we moved up a couple places. And Dan Lepsey, who's our current SID, was in the stands, and he was, you know, crunching all the numbers, and I went up to him, he goes, well, I think you won. And I said, no, there's no way we could have won. We were in eighth place. No, really, I think you won. (laughs) And I was, you know, I mean, it was kind of like, there's no way that could happen, and and sure enough, we did. (laughs) And that that was probably, you know, huge surprise, and, you know, something that you just, you don't see nowadays. And, um, you know, that, that head-to-head competition where anybody can win. Obviously, right. if you're in eighth place and can come up and win, that's where every you know, vault matters. the way under, underdog yeah. <laughs> position. <laughs> but that makes it more fun, doesn't it? Yeah. More fun to compete where you mm-hmm. always still have a chance. Mm-hmm. That's great. If we could all change one thing about our day-to-day life, if all of Seattle got together and said, I'm going to change this one thing that Laurel told me to change about my life and my day to make the world a better place, what would you tell us to do? Well, let's see. That's a tough one. Um, I guess there'd have to be a lot of listening. You know, listening to listening to what, what people are saying, what people are feeling, and um, and then trying to work from that perspective. You know, just... You know, being in an individual sport, like I said, you just have so many different individuals that come to you. And I think most of them come to me not believing they can be as good as they can be. And so taking that and trying to make them better. Most kids don't come in and say, oh, well, I'm really great at gymnastics already. You know, most of them come in and they want to get better and they're eager and want to get better. And you sometimes have to give them that push. I think that's one thing I'm really good at is giving them that push to make themselves better, whether it be, you know, academics or in the gym. Well, you make me want to be better <laughs> at a lot of well, you things. you come over to the gym and I can help you flip around a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I'm ready for that anymore. There's a time and a place where I would have taken you up on that. Uh, well, Laurel, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for this amazing legacy that you have left to SPU, in SPU, through SPU, and in the world of gymnastics. Thank you so much. You're welcome.